Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours. Welcome to Saturday Night Live on Real News Live. I am your host, Mike Barra in Seattle, Washington. That lady next to me on my stage right and my immediate left is Candace Whitelight in uh, somewhere in Montana. Candace, how are you tonight? I'm good, Mike. Uh, we had a few difficulties, but hey, we persevered, right? <laughs> we did. We got it done. And that gentleman directly below me from somewhere east of California is TV's Blake Wally. Blake, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Sorry for the tech difficulties, everybody. Great to Thanks finally get here. And, and the gentleman kitty corner to me over there in the lower right-hand side of the screen is the wonderful, the amazing, the stud-like Dr. Brooks Agnew, somewhere in the Carolinas. How are you doing, Brooks? Oh, so good, so good. You were having sound problems earlier, but... Shut up, Brooks. Stop it. <laughs> Brooks did that to me when he first came back. Fuck you, Brooks. Um, we, don't know, we don't know what happened. I set this all up. I, this computer we're on is my fixed computer that was completely screwed up. The hard drive crashed. I've been loading stuff on it all day, and I'm thinking... Did the sound resources get grabbed by some other program? You know, Panzercore that I was running or something. I don't know. What I suspect happened is I, I sent the wrong link to everybody. There's a link where you could do a pairing on other channels. And can't, it was weird. We could hear, I could hear Candace. And Candace could hear Blake. And Blake could hear Brooks. But I couldn't hear Brooks or Blake. But I could hear Candace. And we don't know what cost it, but it took us 25 minutes or so. I finally set up a new event. I apologize to those of you who are going to miss us or who are missing us on Rumble or somewhere else. Let's uh, snap over to Rumble and see if people are on there live now. Yeah, it's great to be there. All right, guys. Uh, so I guess we can skip over all that stuff and get started. And as usual, I'm going to start by announcing what I am drinking. I am drinking my last Jeremiah Red. It is a red beer from BJ's Brewhouse. It's awesome stuff. I'm going to pop the cap on that and have a beer on Saturday night live. Candice, what are you drinking tonight? Kombucha or something? Or yeah, I'm going with the kombucha again. It's been doing great things for my tummy. So it's called Sacred Life. It's made by Synergy and it's blue. Well, I need to drink that because my tummy is a problem and I need to stop drinking this and Dr. Pepper, but uh, we'll work on that for getting Mike's diet going straight. TV's Blake Wally, still working on that box wine today, are we? I sure am, Mike. I've got it right here. Awesome and, uh, stuff. I already poured myself a glass. There you go. Super awesome stuff. How about you, Dr. Brooks? What are you drinking out there in Carolina? Cold juice in my Harley Davidson cup. Awesome, awesome stuff. Okay, so 
Uh, by the way, I should get the chat on so we can see what everybody else is drinking. Sorry, we just got, got frazzled and everything got messed up and I didn't want to skip it again. Yes, Jen, no, you were not the first one here, Jennifer. Um, everybody's happy. I am late. We were late. Hi, everybody. Nice intro. It is a nice intro created by TV's Blake Wally. Blake, you are awesome at that stuff. Um, I find myself humming that song in the middle of the week. Da, da, da. Yeah. Da, da, da. I got a, a, by the way, as long as you're here, Jen, I'm going to break it to you. I am, I screwed up. I thought my appointment was later in the day on Monday. It's not, it's 9am. going to have a tooth pulled. I got to get this sucker out of my head. It's, I think it's poisoning everything in my system, to be honest with you. And, um, so it's coming out at nine. So as far as I know, no show on Monday unless Jen and I can figure out a way to do it later when I'm feeling better. But uh, in the morning, you know, again, the worst part, having the tooth pulled is not a big deal. The shots are not a big deal. The worst part is when they put this numbing cream in the back of your throat, if, it get, if I start to swallow it, I gag like a maniac. So if I can just get through that part without gagging, everything will be cool. So that's my big tension. And, uh, I got a pair of Janelox. We won't do any shots. No, yeah. Uh, there, believe me, there were, it was so bad last week. That's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to take a pair of channel locks and just yank it out of there. Uh, so let's see how everybody else is doing. Happy Saturday night again, everybody. Hello. Yes, we're a little late. Glad you guys found us. Sorry, Sandy. Uh, we're trying. It wasn't Deep State. It was Mike's new computer or new old computer or something along those lines. Uh, everybody says hi, Blake, Brooks, all that stuff. People were looking on Rumble. Yeah, I hope you guys can find us. I hope you found us tonight. Um, so far, we've got a fairly small audience, but you know, your Mike Barra 333 channel just got wiped. Did it? What? Did it? I thought I deleted everything that was uh, inappropriate on that channel. So let's go find out. Yeah. Let's go to let's go to YouTube and find out. Well, let's not do that right now. I'll do that while somebody else is talking. Um, I did not know that. And sometimes these things can be a mistake. You just, you know, there's just like no videos there. Could be that there's just no videos because I took them all down, which is what I do. Uh, drinking Celsius. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yes, it did. Sometimes it's a Oh, Jen sent me pics. Yeah, the YouTube's still there, Mike. Um, yeah, Mike Bear 333. It just doesn't have any content because I delete every video that we post. I think that's what's going on. I'll double check that though. Uh, Blake is awesome. Deb thinks you're awesome, Blake. Thanks, Deb. Expialidocious is drinking water. It's 3:40 a.m. Well, you should be having you should be having right. beer. Uh, that's fine. I have a birthday party for Ethan that day anyway. Okay, so unless there's huge breaking news, which we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, we'll probably not be doing a show on monday turmeric milk i didn't know turmeric's had breasts do they i just threw up a little bit in my mouth yeah thank you speaking of breasts uh blake wally got a look at the uh wall up there above me uh oh, when i was on my laptop you're like what are those oh, oh, oh okay yeah yeah 333 is good i think it's just that it didn't have any content uh so maybe I should put a few placeholder content videos on there that people will be okay. Actually, Dave Barrett and I are going to do a 2022 NFL mock draft. We're going to record on StreamYard. So I'll just post that video there. That way. They'll <laughs> yes. The Seahawk boys, fearless and stupid NFL uh, page. Okay. So 
let's get started. Um, I I was going to spend some of my prep time getting, you know, stories together. But I think the key thing here, we'll start with you, Brooks, is is what's going on in Ukraine. Again, um, I just watched a video of somebody who's on the ground there and seems to know what's going on, or at least not maybe not on the ground, but knows people that are on the ground. And is adamant that the Russians are doing exactly what they want to do. They're controlling the situation. They're forcing the Ukrainian weapons systems out into the open where they're attacking them and destroying them uh, one by one. That's why this is taking time. You know, you've got alternative stories in the, in the mainstream media to the effect that, oh, I mean, Sebastian Gorka, who Candace is a complete shithead as far as I'm concerned, used to be somebody I liked and respected and now... I can't stand him as Putin bad, Putin bad, Putin evil, Putin bad. And I'm like, he's not as bad as the people he's taken out, even if he is bad. Um, but, you know, he's saying, oh, you know, 250 Russian tanks destroyed, 12,000 men killed, 11,000 more casualties, Russian casualties. The Russians are depressed. They're giving up. They're surrendering in droves. The Ukrainians are winning the war. And I'm like, bull fucking shit. Am I wrong? Well, I have people on the ground too. Uh, I just got a video so from. You one really of my do. Friends. He does it. You really do. But anyway, go ahead. I, I got a video from one of my friends who's in a closet of an apartment that he's staying in. He's trying to stay off the streets because they, they know that he's broadcasting. And uh, he is saying that uh, the Russians have uh, the Azov forces, which are the Nazis, uh, surrounded. They have cut off from their reinforcements. So it's only a matter of time. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't know, and because this doesn't make that out in the press. I mean, you, you know it if you listen to my program, but uh, right. uh, today is March 26th. March 23rd, which was three days ago, mm-hmm. the Azov forces were planning to invade Crimea. They were going to take Crimea back from Russia by force. Right. Right. And uh, so Putin, his spies uh, learned of that. And so he had no choice but to go in and take on uh, the Azov forces. Now, the press does not talk about the Azovs. The Azovs are the original Nazi SS. I don't know if you know anything about World War II history, listeners. The SS. Uh, yeah, 14th uh, Waffen SS Division, I believe, morphed into the first uh ukrainian uh army division so, yeah yeah same thing these are the black uniform uh nazis that had the ss on there or the what's called the wolf's hook on their right. uh, on their collar and these were the guys that did the most deplorable uh war crimes of the nazi army they right. went after the. These are the original Kazarian Jews, not the Jews that were killed in the ovens and you know shot in ditches and stuff like that. But it was the SS that did all that. S uh, the Soros was a vulture that that picked up the uh, things left behind after the SS took the Jews out of their communities, Soros and his men were the ones that went in and cleaned up the stuff that was left, the artwork, the gold, jewelry, any money they had. Soros is the guy that collected all that. Yeah. 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, or the 1st Galatian Division. Yeah. And they became, it says right here, 
they became the U from Ukrainian or Galatia, and they became the first division of the Ukrainian National Army. Right. So, so yes, the Russians have suffered losses, but the Ukrainians have lost about two thirds of their armor already, and right. it's only a matter of time before the Azovs are finally. Uh, taken out now some of them are, are trying to escape along the humanitarian routes that the russians have opened up to poland and to russia but every single man is has to take their shirt off before the russians will let them out because oh, they, maybe this explains why Zelensky is seen nude in so many of these videos that he was in well it, right. it's because it's because the azovs have a requirement to tattoo a swastika on your body mm-hmm so that's how they're they're keeping them from escaping, and they're not taking prisoners. Yeah, um, just like the Romulans. So um, you know, I I guess um, that's what I understand is that in reality, all of the Ukrainian formations that are left are actually in the process of being surrounded very methodically by the Russians, that they're taking their time doing this. They've cleared out the bio labs. You hear anything about Chernobyl? I mean, you know, Phil G was big on Chernobyl and the child trafficking going on there and drug running and that there was all kinds of stuff going on under there. Uh, what do you hear about that? It wasn't so much child trafficking as it was child experimentation. Oh, uh, the Ukrainian mothers, because they're not living in a democracy, it's a, it's a, it's a really bad economic situation over there mothers go to maternity hospitals in ukraine to sell their babies so they have the baby they sell the baby for fifteen thousand dollars and it is victoria newland's organization that buys the babies and these babies go to these bioweapons labs and sometimes they're just used to develop uh or or to to uh gain a function the weapons but sometimes they're actually nurtured and used to test the weapons on. The same as uh, the most deplorable Nazis were doing to the Jews and to, to right. prisoners of war during World War II. They're right. still doing it. And the very first thing that Putin did, the very first thing his columns did, is they went straight to the orphanages and they took all the kids out and put them on buses and got them to safety. Oh no! According to according to Sebastian Gorka, Putin's been bombing the orphanages and the hospitals. Yeah, we heard a report of we heard a report of Putin bombing a movie theater that was being used as a bomb a shelter. Those were Azov forces. They yeah. set the bombs, they blew the place down, and they blamed it on the Russians. And yeah. the press, sitting in their five star hotel in freaking Kiev, reported it just as they got it from the Azov. Uh, Politburo. Right, right. And the other thing, too, is uh, that we had some video. Uh, I showed it last week on uh, Real News Live during the week. Now I wish I had it. I got to go back maybe and try to dig for it. Of uh, On TikTok, a, a Ukrainian said there's a missile battery being hidden in this old abandoned shopping mall. And and they the Russians saw the TikTok, looked at the location, found out where it was, waited for it to go back and hide in the shopping mall, and then blew the shit out of the shopping mall. I'm gonna go try to find that. But of course, it was reported in the media as Putin bombs shopping mall full of innocent mothers and children out having a day, right? Yeah. Now you sound like Sean Hannity now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I want to get the way, 
last week the Russians demonstrated two of their hypersonic missiles, both of them direct hits, no defense for these things. They've never been demonstrated in warfare before. It is devastatingly accurate. Now, what were they really fired? That's again, I got all these questions. I'm going to throw it to Candace. Candace, here I'm going to go with you last, but because uh, I got a bunch of juicy stuff about the media coverage and the hypersonic missile story, which I hope you'll be able to enlighten me on. TV's Blake Wally, uh, Joe Biden yes. apparently left Poland, Ukraine, wherever he was today, and the last thing he said was uh, something along the line. Well, he also said during it, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna face this excuse me, when you get in there. And uh, he told people that um, we had to go take Putin out. And then the White House said, well, no, no, he didn't mean overthrow Russia. He meant, uh, um, you know, uh, something else. And just watch this. This video is great. This is from earlier in the day when he sat and had pizza with the troops. And you look online and just, oh, he uplifted the spirits of the troops and all this stuff. Watch these guys. This is hell airy us watch this video tv's blake wally and then i'd like to get your comment on it especially take a look at the expressions on the soldiers faces. <laughs> absolute complete contempt for this piece of shit fake president they all know he's a fake they all know he didn't win thoughts agree with me disagree i'm surprised with me? one of them didn't, didn't go yeah exactly and i'm surprised i mean if they'd had guns at least one of them would have shot him right in the head go ahead blake Oh, that's right. Remember when Obama used to do those speeches and they used to make, take the uh, soldiers and make them take out their magazines or something like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah who knows if they're going to uh, do something like that. But, I mean, it, it was uh, great to see that, just how hilarious and the, and the big contrast, of course, between just that, that weird low-energy Biden and nobody cares versus Trump, which they would all be. So, I mean, if, if Trump showed up, they'd all be jumping out of their chairs to be excited to greet him. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really sad. It's come down to this, and it looks like he's trying to get uh, everybody uh, drummed up to get into a potential war. I don't know if he let something slip the other day in that speech, but uh, it looks like they're going to try to do everything they can, and we have to have to be vigilant about uh, all of the uh, the propaganda that is being put out. Like uh, you were saying about a TikToker, um, yeah, I guess that that did happen. And they put it at a mall, and there was nobody there, and there was weapons, and they blew it up. Of course, they blamed it on the Russians. And then the, uh, the Ukrainian forces, they uh, went after that TikToker. And one of the people that's doing some you know, great uh, un unseen work over there, uh, Gonzalo Lira, was uh, reporting that. And the Daily Beast 
is trying, they did a huge hit piece on him and they're trying to uh, talk to the administration over there so they can go after anybody that's basically uh, contradicting what the, uh, the states are saying. As, as Brooks was saying, these uh, media people, they, they sit in the five-star hotels, get room service, and then they just tell whatever the, the state wants them to say. And now Zelensky has shut down like all 11 political parties and it's taking yep. control of the media. So total tyranny going on in Ukraine. It is it is total tyranny and um, and it's exactly the opposite of what our news media is uh, is telling us. I'm going to keep looking for that video. Meantime, okay, Candace, this there's a couple of things. First of all, I you know I, the polls supposedly or Germany or somebody sent a whole bunch of anti tank missiles and things across the border. The Russians either have or are about to interdict that convoy and wipe it out as soon as it crosses the border into Ukraine, which is a battle zone. Um, they're going to do that. They're not going to let that uh, happen. And and then the other thing, Candace, is what's going on with the media? Why, why are people like Sebastian Gorka and Sean Hannity on the side of the deep state on this one? I used to think they were both patriots. I don't think so anymore. Um, but I'm trying to figure out from your perspective, what's going on with these people? I just think... I, I think they're both traitors, and it's completely obvious what's really happening in Ukraine. I mean, Gorkard listened to this whole thing, 12,000 Russians killed, 250 tanks or 500 tanks. It's all lies. It's all bullshit. The Russians are wiping these guys out. What's happening? Well, it, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting mix because um, what I have seen, which is really, you know, from just a survey that I did on Frequency of the Earth, where I put up a thing about the Tomsk, Russia, uh, Schumann uh, site. <clears throat> and that was interesting to me because we're still getting the Schumann resonance, by the way, even though Russia is now on blackout. Um, yeah. You can't get anything out of Russia and you can't get anything in. So I said, well, I got to go look at this because I still am seeing the updates on the Schumann resonance, and it is originates in Tomsk, Russia, which is, you know, supposed to be on blackout. So in the process of doing this, I discovered a couple of things. And one is that the, the media is getting a direct feed from the actual Ukrainians. And so yeah. their, their script is being sent over with the version that, of course, they want to get out, which is that, oh, poor them, you know, they're they're eliminating all these people and killing women and children. And, and sure enough, on that post that I had, I had several Ukrainian and Polish people come in and say the same damn thing. So they basically are hearing the news in that area. And it is a rare person like the friend that Brooks has who is reporting from on the scene but out of a closet. Why? Because there is information that's coming out. So now that totally flies in the face of what really is the truth. So the truth is basically being gathered and we are getting it through Starlink, which was sent to the Ukrainian good guys, to the, the people that are helping the Russians to go in and to actually uh, strategically bomb the area. And what are they doing it with? They're doing with GPS that is coming off of the Starlink satellites. So I rest my case. You've got two separate streams 
of information that are coming out of the same area. Candace, let's pause a second with that. I want to show, I, I found the video I was talking about. Literally what happened was, is a guy on TikTok told, put, up, put a video on TikTok showing this um, rocket system, this anti-rocket, um, not anti-ballistic missile, but rocket system that was being used. It's, it's typically, the Russians invented these in World War II. They just put rocket launchers on the back of these trucks and fired these rockets, which just kind of go everywhere. They were being used to indiscriminately bomb their own people, the Ukrainian people, to make it look like the Russians were doing it. That's the Russians right. tracked his TikTok, found out where it was, he, t he said something about they, they were hiding in a shopping mall. They found the shopping mall. This is the video. I want to show it to everybody. And then the Russians took it out. And this is shocking footage as the Russians attack a Ukrainian shopping mall. Let's watch this. Okay, so here's the targets. Uh, Can't the see target it. Spot. Can't see it. All we see oh. is Candace. Okay, sorry. Hang on. My bad. Stop sharing. <clears throat> Share screen, Chrome tab. There we go. All right, now we can see it, right? Okay. So this thing is nope. uh, launching. No? Still, still, we can just see Candace's. Uh, okay, thing. don't know what's going on there. Don't know why that's happening. Let's go back. Let's go stop screen sharing. Okay, so let's share the screen. We're gonna share the entire screen. Now can we see it? Nope. Yep. Still me. Uh, you're kidding me. There's no reason this should not be working. I don't understand. Go back to all the people. Just just uh, go out of trying to share. That's There's really something great. going on with um, go back the to whole review. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask Brooks a question while we're talking? Yeah. Brooks, are are you yeah. like? Um, is that what I told you? Does that sound right to you? Uh, that there's two forms of uh, two news streams coming out. Right, right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the talking points—it's okay. amazing how alike they are. Uh, even yes. the even the people in New York, in the Ukrainian and Russian neighborhoods that are being interviewed, like on the boardwalk, exactly the same words even the little cardboard signs but let me tell you what's going on. i'll tell you what's going on in russia after he does the video are we getting any video are you seeing yeah it? yeah you yeah. see it now okay. yeah now you see yes. it okay so this is this is this truck with these rockets on it just indiscriminately bombing their own people in ukraine and uh this tiktoker spotted this thing where they were hiding it now they're the russians here's the russians following it they're following it back to wherever it's going. And it's going to this, I, I guess, abandoned shopping mall. You can still see wow. it, right? Yeah. So he's got drone footage. Man, he's up about 2,000 feet with that drone. Yeah. Yeah. They're going back to reload the thing with more rockets so that they can go attack more Ukrainian oh, citizens. Oh, check that out. Okay. And the Russians are kind of like, um, no, we don't think this is going to go down this way. So they've waited for it. It's in there. There's the same building confirming all the targets. And mm. we're gone. Oh, that is so cool. Well, this, this is another thing that 
that really explains exactly what is going on because obviously um, the Ukrainians don't have any way to do anything but cite stuff. In other words, they yeah. have to be on the ground, they have to drive to it, and they have to, you know, release because there's they have no GPS coordinates. I mean, right. the, the thing about this is that the military, who are the ones in charge, and the Russian military in specifics, they've got very sophisticated stuff. And I've got to tell you, it's also the case that they were hooked up on Starlink. And that's the only reason they can actually isolate the country off of the networks. So you're and, saying, you know, are you saying Russia is using Starlink? That, yes. Yes. At, in when we set it up over Ukraine, the, right. the units, you know, the satellite dishes are going to go over that very same area. In fact, they go right over Tomsk, Russia. Boom. That's why we're getting a signal from Tomsk. And I, it took me a little while and a couple conversations with techies, but they said, gee, it looks like our military's in control. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what we can prove to people because it's the script, Brooks, that you said that was just exactly the same. And that is proof positive. It's all being filtered. Guess guess who from where? Well, Reuters. Uh, Reuters is the evil. They are the ones oh, yeah. that have filtered this news for years. And they're the ones that have been doing the script. That's correct. And they're still on the old network. Well, so, uh, Mike yeah. nailed it in, the, in that... Uh, uh, Zelensky has arrested the other 11 political parties. Yeah. He's also arresting any member of the press that opposes his narrative. Now, he has no power in Mariupol and also in Donbass. In the Donbass region, Zelensky's reach, they don't like Zelensky at all. They think he's a, a, a Hunter Biden crackhead. That's what they call him. Uh, so the my source one is in Donbass, a member of the Donbass defenders the other one is in mariupol but he's in uh he's in a borrowed apartment in a flat that's a secure building but he broadcasts from a closet he doesn't want any uh landmarks on his video so that he could be found and he knows they're looking for him because they they the uh, doorman has uh let him know that uh, they're looking for him and that they're asking questions about him. So he knows his days are numbered. He is actually afraid. Um, and and a couple times while I've been listening to Russell, who's one friend, and the other guy in Mariupol, I can hear the guns in the background. I can hear the the shelling going on. And my other source is in Moscow, and this is the most interesting. You know the Z that you see on the on the tanks and the half tracks and all that 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 the Russians have. That has been picked up by the Russian people, and that Z is everywhere. It's on T-shirts, hats, shoes, billboards. Putin has a 71% approval rating in Russia. Mm -hmm. The Russian people totally support what he's doing in Ukraine. They knew that they were next. As soon as Crimea fell, yeah. they were going to be under attack. Well... And the thing is, is that, you know, again, you hear the stories in our news media. Oh, there's a group of generals inside Russia that are ready to, to you know, overthrow Putin and throw him out of power. And it's like, I don't think so. I think he's pretty popular. I think he's probably as popular over there as Donald Trump really was here. Um, so I, it just doesn't 
it just it's complete bullshit but candace i want to get back to this i want to throw it back to you again what is up what is the problem with sean hannity and sebastian gorka and people like them they appear to be compromised to me well they're just on script i mean uh, how much do you need to be explained they're both making you know six figure a month income and you just don't go against your controllers you know it, i think it gets down to you know, there's there's probably a button under their chair that uh, if they wanted to eliminate them, um, you know, it, it's just going to be a situation that uh, we're going to see this disintegrate and eventually it will all be, you know, brought to its knees. And um, I'll tell you what I've got news about is going to make people a little nauseous. So everybody stop eating for a minute and I'll come back and describe it. But uh, we have had airplane flights going down um, regularly uh, down to Gitmo that are big, big aircraft. Yeah, and um, basically, I believe at this point in time, they they dragged a double out uh, that somewhat resembles Anderson Cooper just this last few days, and they they put him up on a show that he was interviewing a Ukrainian pilot, supposedly. That was clearly an actor. And, uh, you know, I mean, he had on a like a football helmet and a pair of goggles, you know, I mean, it really <laughs> does get um, absurd. And so we are seeing more and more of this where we've got a controlled assets. And, you know, for for my part, I understood this a while ago is that actually we have already taken over the media. And we're just letting it play out. There's certain, certain characters like Hannity that have actually done a good job in the past. But, you know, um, a lot of times these scripts are, are uh, written and handed to people to, in order to kind of prop it up for a while. So it looks so ridiculous that people start to go like, I don't think I want to watch the mainstream media anymore. A white hat script or a black hat script? That's what I'm not clear about. Well, yeah, this I, is I this don't is, know either. Because yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Everyone, Brian Kilmeade, and you know all the talking heads that have talk radio hosts. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly. They're mm -hmm. all saying the same thing. Putin is a murderous thug. Uh, Biden today said this man must not be allowed to remain in office. Yeah, well, it's more like basically kill him is what he said. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 he didn't say that. No, no, he didn't I, don't, I don't want regime change. Yeah, I guess you do, because that's exactly what they did in Libya. They chased exactly. Gaddafi down. They used pan-European jets and armor and shelling, and they yep. beat uh, uh, Libya's police force off. And they chased Muammar Gaddafi into the streets and shot him in the face like a dog. And that's exactly yeah. what they want to do in Russia. Gaddafi wasn't the greatest guy in the world, but he had certainly turned over a new leaf. Uh, well, he was for Libyans. And, and he also, um, the thing about Gaddafi, why they took him out was because he was going to introduce a gold-backed African dinar, African currency, which was going to put an end to the U.S. petrodollar. So that's why he had to be removed. Okay, uh, Blake, I want to switch back over to you real quick. I want to play you a little clip of President Trump tonight. People are asking about it. Jen's asking about it, uh, about what President Trump is saying about Putin and stuff. But let's uh, let's, if I can make this work, let's hope that we can get over to Twitter 
and watch El Presidente tonight. You see him? Is he there? Yep, yep. All right, here we go. That was a great yes, rally. Gary, worrying about the climate. The climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred fucking years. <laughs> that girl loved it. Morning. This girl over here, she loved Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred fucking years. <laughs> Look at how much she loves. <laughs> All right, it's so masculine when you curse. The ladies just love that shit, don't they, Candace? All right, Blake. Um, Trump yeah. does continue to rip on Putin, which I know Candace is going to say it's because he has to. But what do you think about that? Do you believe it? Yeah. I mean, are we, is he playing a game? What's going? I mean, what's going on with him? Yeah, I think he's probably playing both sides to some extent, and it's it's sad to see. And I'm kind of one of these. It kind of ties into that whole Hannity thing because I had kind of liked Hannity over the last several years, where I think I absolutely hated him until about 2013, after the Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, and after all the Bush years and all the war stuff that he pushed. And it's sad to see him just totally turn again back into the same person I used to hate. I've kind of been tuning that stuff out, and there's been a huge contrast. I like I like really like what Tucker is doing, but then all of a sudden Hannity comes on, and then it's Lindsey Graham is on. It's all the warmongers. It's a totally different story. So kudos to Tucker, but it even carries over into Fox Business and a lot of these uh, personalities. So that just seems to be what they're doing, and I think Trump has to kind of be careful and and playing that, and he's not in charge right now, so he can kind of do what he. Once and he's, it's refreshing to even see him kind of being more uh, candid and himself, and people are really uh, enjoying that. I know I'm enjoying it, and it was great to uh, see part of that uh, rally tonight and to uh, hear him just just speak and, and be off the cuff. And it's exciting to watch politics again, contrasting to again Biden when he's doing his little speeches well, like this, and except, be, you know, it's just like what? Yeah, except Blake and Candace and Brooks. None of this is real. It's all fake. This politics and, is and, all fake. And it does leak real? through. Like Ed Henry was interviewing Laura Logan the other day, and she just truth-bombed the crap out of it. It was beautiful. Oh, and then yeah. you see Maria Bartiromo, and she does the same thing. And then Tucker Carlson. It does leak through. The Maria Bartiromo is World Economic Forum. I don't trust her either. Plus, Jen said she was bad. So I don't know if I trust. She's cute as hell. God. She it does been, leak through, though. The truth is leaking through. Cute little Mrs. Barra. But, um, you know, and, I don't know. What at the, the end of the day, all the shopping malls are going to be blow up, blown up. All the armor is going to be destroyed. By the end yeah. of March, it's yeah. going to be a totally different story in Ukraine. Totally. Well, that's the thing is the military uh, victory appears to be uh, imminent in, in Ukraine and basically Ukraine's going to have to give everything up. But if I'm Putin at this point, I'm I'm demanding Zelensky surrender. I'm not I'm you know, I'm throwing Zelensky in prison for a while um, and not letting him out if I'm if I'm Putin at this point. But again, you know, I haven't trusted Hannity since he started digging into Seth Rich and then his bosses at Fox. Bill Salmon yeah. and a bunch of the other fucking creeps that worked there, like uh, Paul Ryan, uh, told him to stop, and he stopped. What a what a wimp! What a pussy! I mean, it, it, Seth Rich was murdered, 
and yeah. murdered by the Democrats. And everybody knows it. And yet he didn't have the balls to go out and and fight for that story, which, you know, given what's happened to every other people that have supported President Trump, the January 6th political prisoners, in some ways I can't blame them. But um, Candace, you know, uh, uh, Dave Barrett just put in here, um, I wish Trump would either come back and lead or just go away. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. So let's once again ask you, in your opinion, how close are we to having Donald Trump coming back? Because if it's, this goes on much longer, I don't, I don't know if we're going to have a country to rebuild. Well, I, I have a much different um, attitude and I, you know, obviously we've talked about this before, but um, if Trump is the commander in chief, which I believe he is. Yeah. And there's lots of proof that he is because we have aircraft in the air in areas in the United States right now, and we are actually staged, but we are having nothing to do with NATO. We are a NATO nation. If that was the case that, you know, Biden was in control and that he was the commander in chief, he would have us embroiled in a world war. Right now we have a regional skirmish and it is a war, but we are not involved in it. You haven't heard of any troops that have died yet, have you? You've got well, to understand that American. we have, well, not American, exactly. Um, because in our lifetimes, we have never seen this kind of an event. And we have to be rather patient about it, everybody, um, because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be on a timeline that is gonna make you all happy. This is, this is, we are eliminating great evil. Thank God there are not bombs in our streets that are dropping. This is all happening in an area that most people didn't even know about or had any study of, or even could identify on a map where it is. So the Russians are living right next door and for all the involvement that Trump had during his four years in office, what did he do with Russia? He actually brought them in as an ally because they were on the same page. They both felt very strongly that we needed to eliminate the, the people that were basically doing all of this evil that had done it for many years and as you said earlier, Brooks, you, you know, it was time because the population of the Ukraine is 71% Christian. Russia is a Christian nation. Yeah, much more so than America almost at this point. Well, you know, as far as orthodox. what they, it's Orthodox, exactly. It's Catholic Orthodox. So what just happened yesterday? I just want to open a door here. The Pope Francis just sanctified, or um, what was the word they used? It was a, I should have looked this up, because they, they basically um, made a doctrine that goes after the uh, fourth. Um, no, it was a, it was a, it's a religious term. Um, so they went in and they had a ceremony that basically brought in Russia and Ukraine 
and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, I can't tell you how significant this is because most people aren't Catholic. This has been done before, but it wasn't quite right because Russia was the center of this prophecy that Fatima said would come in to rule the church. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm going, is anybody else noticing this? This was only possible because of the fact that it had all been set up, it was all in the plan, and it has now been actualized, it's been realized. So what do we have here? We have a Christian coalition. We have a group of people, an entire, the biggest nation on planet Earth that is now a part of a Christian Catholic precip, which is that you don't have war. This is about peace. So sit down and be quiet and be patient. Not going to be. We are winning. We waited long enough. We waited too long. It's time to remove these people. Brooks, what's your take on all that? Uh, Well, look, Putin is a nationalist. Yes. And so is Trump. Putin is all about Russia first. Trump is about America first. And there was mutual respect there. I believe that Putin and Trump will negotiate the world peace. China yeah. has no place in it. They've never fought a war outside their own country. They certainly never won one. They couldn't even. They can't even beat Taiwan. I, they're afraid to take on Taiwan because they will really suffer some serious losses if they do. It is America and Russia right now that are the two world powers. And when Trump comes back, it will be Trump and Putin that will negotiate the world peace through strength. That's how it will be done. Right. Okay, um, guys, stop picking on Candace in the chat, or I'm going to mute you. Um, oh, sorry, I accidentally muted uh, Brooks. Candace has her perspective, and uh, we don't like it. We don't have to like it, but she has every right to it, and stop yelling at her. It's not her fault. Blake, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I don't really know where you're at. Are you in the be patient, let's wait a little longer or a lot longer, Candace? For this thing to come to fruition, or are you ready to start rolling up the guillotines and lopping heads off uh, on Capitol Hill? <laughs> I'll, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold off on any of that potential extreme uh, circumstances until Great. after we're past the uh, the point of no return with the election. As far as overturning it, we have 22 months, so there's still some time that we could still he could get reinstated, and we could decertify some of these uh, swing states, and we. Have haven't seen the Dinesh D'Souza documentary and all this other evidence just piling up by the day with with Gableman in uh, Wisconsin and with things going on in Arizona. I'm still uh, optimistic for that. If we get past that deadline, I might start panicking. But the other thing is that the whole Biden administration, they're just completely unraveling right now. They're, they're, They're dangerous to one extent they're still in power but i mean they're they're laughing uh, they're a laughing stock and people their credibility is going down in the toilet so nobody yeah. takes them seriously True, so they're kind of just they're so weak they've been a laughing but they are a threat to our security yeah they've, they've been yeah. a laughing stock since what june <laughs> when the afghanistan uh 
collapse happens. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm much more in the, it's time for action. We're sick of waiting. We've been waiting five years and I'd love to that's see plenty that. of time to get your job, yeah. to get your job done guys. And, uh, you know, look, realistically, you can say we don't have any of the power, uh, legally in any respect. We don't have the presidency. I, I feel like Mike does. I mean, the, the fact that, that, that Washington is entertaining Jackson as a Supreme court justice means we're out of time. It's time to clean house. It's time for massive arrests in Washington. We are tired of waiting. If we wait any longer, Jackson is going to be confirmed and the whole Supreme Court is going to be hosed up the butt. That's the other thing. So I want to go, I want to go there, Brooks. That was the next thing I was going to bring up. Um, is you've got this radical nutbag Jackson. I don't remember her name, Kenji Jackson or some weird African name or something. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I don't even know her first name, but she's another radical left nutbag. She's a, a obviously into pedophilia. She supports pedophile pedophiles. She gives them light sentences. That's why Joe Biden appointed her because he's a pedophile and she's going to protect the pedophiles. And she appears to have the votes to go through and be confirmed to the Supreme court. And that wouldn't be that big a deal, except we got uh Katanji. Yeah. Whatever that is, except Candace, you know, we got, um, we had Clarence Thomas go to the hospital this week and Jen thinks that he's under protection and that's what's going on. But you know, the balance of the Supreme Court is very, very delicate. And can we afford to wait any longer? I say the answer to that is no. And if this person is seated to the Supreme Court, wow, I think the country is gone. Uh, am I wrong? Nope, you're right. Well, you you know, the thing is, is that <clears throat> it'll never happen. Um, and I'll tell you why, because basically the Senate is split 50-50 and you got to have a clear majority. So, you know, the thing about all of this is, is that these Democrats are going to start smelling the, uh, you know, the, the sin of blood because there is, you know, going to be some repercussions upon them mm -hmm. if they put somebody like that in there that isn't capable of doing the job. You know, they're looking at this now. I think you've got people that are really, you know, kind of like a little afraid of the fact that the people are getting pissed and, you know, well, I, I'm going to come in. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. look at the booms. Look at the booms. All right. You had four yeah. in yep. real short succession. You had the Durham indictments. You have the FBI finally convincing everyone that the Hunter Biden uh, investigation yeah, really real. is yep. going. That yep. it took a pause because of COVID. But now the grand jury's back together. And if grand jury convenes, there will be indictments. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Those aren't guys. Those aren't booms. Those are firecrackers. The okay, third booms is like hydrogen bombs going off. The hundred laptop, but and the fourth one is the Trump Rico suit. Well, I'm just going to tell you that I I understand how you guys feel. All right, but I'm a woman, and I'll tell you the issue right now. Thank God is you that, know what a woman is, Candace, because she doesn't. What, she paints Thank her God eyebrows you know on. You're a woman. No, I don't paint my eyebrows on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jackson paints her eyebrows on. Well, we've got so much of this coming out. I mean, I, I think it's it's becoming so obvious. There just isn't going to be enough time for them to actually pull this off before really we pull the rug right out from under them. 
uh, you know, basically with the uh, reset of the internet, and believe me, this is huge. I don't think people understand how important it is um, that they are not going to have a format to which to send their, we, we're backtracking all this. We're finding it out. They're sending this script over there, and all of a sudden everybody's going, uh, okay, I see where that's going. And it's going to be the same thing that the, you know, the Russians have done to the Ukrainian army, right? They just they pinpoint where they are, and this boom, you know, and there you have it. So it's, it's Baghdad, I, Bob, all over again. <laughs> yes, the Americans I do. will be destroyed in the desert by the son <laughs> of God. The fire good. of God is good. wiping the, the Americans American out in the yeah, desert. Well, it is. It's literally listening to the mainstream news is like listening to Baghdad Bob. Sebastian Gorka, I, I, you know what? I need somebody to do That's a Photoshop. Great. Kimberly Rack, if you're out there, of uh, Sebastian Gorka as Baghdad Bob. So the next time he posts something <laughs> utterly ridiculous, like, you know, 500 Russian tanks destroyed, 24,000 casualties, 12,000 dead. Yeah, sure they are Russians, right? Hmm. Next time they post that, we can just laugh it off. Okay, over 500 people in the live stream tonight, which is pretty darn good for a Saturday Night Live, especially one that didn't get off to the right start and the links are all wrong on. So what I want to talk about here real quick is take a little station break, and I want to talk about all kinds of cool stuff, including our new sponsor, which is NewGen Coin. Now, NewGen is a brand new crypto coin. And what I want to ask you guys is are there any asset-backed cryptocurrencies? And the answer up to now has been no. But let me share with you NewGen Crypto, which is the first asset-backed current cryptocurrency. This is going to be really different. It's going to be a game changer. It's really, really cool stuff. Uh, NewGen Coin is, uh, well, most cryptocurrencies have to go through exchanges like Coinbase. NewGen Coin doesn't have to do that. So basically, you get your coin and you hold them in your own wallet. You don't have to go through any exchange. They have their own exchange, which is really, really cool. It's on the blockchain, so it's going to be protected. Your data, your crypto coins are going to be completely safe. It offers staking contracts that are 0.35% interest compounded daily. And that's correct. That's 3.35%. That means that every three days you get 1% more. So if you had 100 new gen coins on Monday, on Thursday, you will have 101. That's how it works. If you stake your coins so that they can be accessed by other people. Uh, the smart contracts are secured on the blockchain, so everything is totally safe. And for a limited time, you can receive an extra 10% in bonus coins for your deposit. So if you buy 100 new gen coins, you get 110. It's a really cool setup right now. And don't wait. Get your fiat dollars working for you and out of the Federal Reserve at the same time. It's a coming new coin, the new gen coin, the first asset-backed crypto coin. You don't believe me? Go to newgencoin or newgencrypto.com. It's N-U-G-E-N crypto.com, newgencrypto.com, and watch the 17-minute video about the new gen coin and we would like to welcome them in as a sponsor we hope we can do some business for you guys also do not forget if you would like to follow candace white light one of the best places you can do that is on her site on facebook let me get the screen sharing going again guys is on her site on facebook which is frequency of the earth candace you want to tell us about that and your other endeavors um, yeah, I really, that's my premier situation uh, right now. And I just have some great work that we're doing there. And I want to thank everybody that's here tonight because I put a notice up and I 
I also have another program that I'm doing every week that is with Ruby Ray Media, and we have a great conversation going on. Um, this last week, we, we threw a lot of stuff on the table, and that's going to be coming out. We did our first live cast, so I just want people to, to go to Ruby Ray Media on Rumble. That's where we're going to be putting it up. And we've done nine shows already, and a lot of it is in-depth about <clears throat> the very things that we talk about uh, on the frequency of the Earth, Schumann, frequency, the internet, um, and it's just, it's a good program to put up because we can get uh, in depth. And uh, Franz are. Glass, who is a part of that is, um, you know, is a really good guy. And we have a lot of stuff that's coming up here that goes beyond this, um, you know, this war that we have uh, sort of been witnessing. Um, you know, and I just, uh, I know that people are very concerned about this and I just, I want to try to reassure you that it is actually going rather well. The word that I have gotten as of late is that um, it's really all kind of working the way that we had hoped to. Trump is safe. He's not going to the rallies. This is his double. Um, he is in a war room, basically, at uh, Mar-a-Lago, which is a winter White House. And um, we really have a capital that is, is basically vacant. And, yeah. um, you know, this is the, the truth of it, that a lot of this is being done by, um, you know, the folks that have basically held this mockery up until, like Brooks mentioned, the, uh, you know, the, the various states that are very close. I mean, and as soon as this happens, where we have a fraud case, it actually, they completely... Um, VT8, the entire, uh, you know, right. vote. Right. Um, and that basically, once that domino falls, which we are, I mean, it could be any day, really. Um, it is going to basically eliminate all of the elections that happened in these fraudulated states. And it's going to recall a lot of these Congress people that were installed, senators that were installed that were Democratic because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not just the presidency, oh, it's you know, all the seats underneath them. Well, but the presidency is the one that's the most powerful and the one that's clearly been the most obviously stolen. And um, I would have a lot more faith if, you know, once again, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett didn't just take the Democrat side on forcing the soldiers to get vaccines. That's uh, really disappointing. Brooks. Why don't you tell us about what's going on over at brooksagnew.blog and where you can get your Ivan and your Roxy. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how uh, we went from the panic-demic to uh, Wars R Us. Yeah. Uh, people don't need to let down their guard because there are other things that may be released upon us. And don't forget, we're walking around in a population of shedders. So uh, one of the things that's becoming painfully apparent is that people are packing around these long stringy white clots in their body fluids and it's killing them so the way to get rid of these is with ivan and roxy uh, more doctors are coming out now with research that are saying that these spike proteins can be tagged and removed by the body's immune system but you need the ivan and roxy to be able to do it to get that in your hands without a prescription without being sick you go to my website, brooksagley.blog, 
and go to uh, ivermectin report or go. Well, you go to the you can go to the store. You just hit the go store. To the store. Go to the store. Scroll, scroll down, down the line. to right below the red line. Therapeutic special report. You can order right. right I got to order and some more Ivan myself actually. So we they the shipping now is being batched. So it's not quite as fast as it was. We got it down to like ten days. Now it's being batched because of short of personnel and because of high fuel prices. So shipments are going out, I think, three times a week. So they're batching them together. They can take anywhere from two weeks to, to five weeks to get. But you need to have this stuff in your arsenal. And as far as I know, and I've shopped around, we have a 100% on, well, not on time, but 100% delivery performance we have 99.5 percent on time delivery mm-hmm. and i guarantee 100 you will receive your shipment or you will get your money back that's right all right uh tv's blake wally why don't you tell us what's going on over at the next level it's a not secure site chrome didn't want to let me in here but i I fought them on it and finally broke Again? through and got to the next level news. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I'm wearing, look, I'm wearing the same T-shirt oh. I wore the last time you did a video. Okay, there we go. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I need to make a, an update there. I got to check into that because Bluehost keeps always charging me for, for new stuff, whether it's, um, yeah. you know, different ways of, of getting in. I, I don't even know, but it's becoming really expensive. It should be working just fine. That's disappointing. So I don't know if I'll have to switch uh, hosts or something. I haven't done uh, a lot of updating this week yet. I will be tomorrow. I did do a new uh, weekly uh, or weekend wrap-up. And thanks, uh, Sarah, and everybody who's uh, been tuning into that. Um, but I've been having trouble, whether the, the rendering or the Internet or my library hours. I've spent the last couple weekends, like, standing outside the library trying to right. upload a video. Someone had right. to do a, a different approach. Approach, I think going forward, I might have to quit the, the show for a little while, put it on hiatus. I do enjoy it. But I did put myself in line for the, uh, the, the Starlink satellite for Elon Musk. But awesome. that might not come till 2023. But hopefully I'll get that and I'll have rocking Internet and I don't have to deal with any of that stuff anymore. But uh, OK, well, we're looking forward to making new content, shorter videos, hopefully starting this week. And thank you, everybody. Well, that's You're great. Right. Yeah, and it, it is uh, – I'm just catching up on Brooks's uh, chats here. Uh, notice the Polish spelling of Zelensky's name. That's interesting, Brooks. Why don't you talk about that real quick? Well, <laughs> Zelensky is a fraud. Everyone knows he's, uh, he's an actor. He's a pimp. Uh, he can read a script well. He's kind of like Obama. But, uh, you know, uh, the point is that he is a, a total – Nazi. He is totally aligned with the Azovs, and he's using his own government as a sledgehammer to imprison and silence all opposition. Uh, there he Biden, is. Biden wishes he had the abilities that Zelensky has, but uh, now uh, Putin is firmly into uh, Ukraine. At least the dangerous parts of Ukraine have been secured. It won't be very long. The Azovs will be destroyed. And I think Zelensky, by the way, a lot of people don't know this, but Kolomoisky was a banker and he embezzled five and a half billion dollars from his bank. And he gave Zelensky one and a half billion dollars of it. Yeah. 
One billion dollars is hidden in Costa Rica in uh, Ukrainian banks, and uh, half a billion dollars is in Miami in Ukrainian bank. And he even gave him a thirty-six million dollar mansion. As soon as things get too hot for Zelensky to be in front of the camera in Ukraine, he's going to be in front of the camera in Miami. You watch and see. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, there's also reminds me of the deal that Bill Browder did where he stole a billion and a half dollars out of uh, Russia and 400 million of it ended up in Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. And it was awesome in Helsinki when Putin just called that right out. He said, it's American businessman, Bill Browder stole $1.5 billion out of my country, never paid taxes on it. And 400 million of it ended up in Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign. And trust me, maybe that'll all come out in Donald Trump's lawsuit, which was. Yeah, this RICO lawsuit is going to be devastating because they're going after it under organized crime rules, which means they can do civil asset forfeiture. It is going to be fun to watch. Fun to watch. Okay, guys, um, I'm open to suggestions. We got we got a suggestion from Stephanie for the top five soups of all time for our top five. But she's not here tonight, so we're not going to do top five soups. So let's, uh, what, let's ask the audience. Let's get let's get a top five going, and we'll try to wrap the show up uh, with that. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, Candace, did you have anything else urgent that you felt like you needed to share with people? Well, I did want to actually uh, make things kind of straight about something that I had said in the past, which um, um, I have had the uh, honor again of working through a, a couple of issues um, that have come forward. And, and this one happens to be kind of a, a sticky wiki because um, our general Michael Flynn was um, embroiled in a, a conflict that happened about two months ago where he uh, recited some stuff off of a card that he had and um, and the uh, Jordan Sather calls them the uh, telegramulist and it's a kind of a like a, a name he came up with and I listened to his show yesterday that he does clickbait and uh, he really came up with a very good assessment and this is a group of people that, um, you know, I suppose I can name names, but, um, you know, that has to do with Linwood. And then um, the person that came forward and started really going against uh, General Flynn was um, um, a guy that uh, I really don't know very well. He's, he's actually pretty popular on the, you know, again, we're talking about the people, the Christians that are into the... Uh, you know, fundamentalist group. And so I just wanted to kind of say that um, that this particular issue is something everybody should look for. Uh, General Flynn is a patriot and doesn't deserve to have part of the patriot uh, faction coming after him. And I, I sure hope this uh, settles down um, and I'm gonna do everything I can to try to explain the circumstance and uh, that, you know, we're, we're well into this as far as a, um, you know, the Patriots should all be siding together and we just shouldn't yeah. have this kind of conflict. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Blake, any other stories you'd like to emphasize tonight uh, that we haven't covered? Uh, not necessarily. I will get my woke world uh, episode uh, up on uh, Tuesday. We'll get uh, some catch up, but I did cover a lot of the stuff in there. 
But I think we uh, covered some of the major stuff. We didn't really get into a whole lot of the Hunter's laptop stuff and what that's saying and is doing deals with the, the bio it's so labs. Gross. And they might yeah. uh, tie in World War Three invasion. But uh, yeah, I think otherwise, I think we've covered uh, most of the uh, the major issues, at least on my radar. It is so gross. It really is. Uh, it, it's gross to even talk about, much less show some of the pictures that have got come out, which are the only ones that can be yeah, shown. Yeah, that's another aspect to it. Go ahead, Blake. Oh, as I was saying, that's that's only that's another separate issue. I mean, there's an enormous amount of stuff on there. There's a guy named uh, Jack Maxey. He did a, a terrific interview. Uh, this week talking about the contents because he he ran over to Switzerland. He was one used to work with uh, Steve Bannon, I guess. So he's gotten the laptop from Giuliani. He's spreading it around. He's exposing the stuff. And I guess he found a treasure trove of new stuff, all of the emails and all of the pictures that Hunter thought he deleted and they found. I mean, there's right. so much to dig through. So it's uh, fascinating. It could bring everything down. Uh, the whole administration, that New World Order, who knows if we can get that info out. So good stuff. When to follow. Um, Candace, I like that idea. Top five movies about Russia, but I think I'd put everybody on the spot. Uh, <laughs> let's do that next week. Let's do that next week. Top five movies about Russia. I mean, I, I thought of three off the top of my right. head, but I can't think of two more. So I would really be screwed. Brooks, uh, any final thoughts or anything you want to add? Thanks. To tonight. Well, I just don't want anybody to, to uh, be uh, too afraid. Obviously, our uh, the global media empire, which is controlled by six white guys and three tech puppets, is feeding us a line of crap. So if you want to keep up with everything and know what the truth is and what's going on, keep up with Mike. Keep up with Blake. Uh, keep up with Brooks. Keep up with Candace. Yeah, keep Keep up with us and watch the what we call the mainstream news, not the fake stream news, which is put out by the global media empire. We are now the mainstream news. We represent the majority of the people. Uh, you would not believe my friends in Moscow uh, would drive around the city and the Russia is vibrant. It's alive. You know, they're low in debt. They're making more money than they've ever made before ever because oil is just off the charts and it's over half their GDP. But the Z, the Z uh, that you see on the Russian tanks, it's everywhere. It's yeah. energized the entire country. It's becoming like a, like a, uh, like a MAGA hat. Yeah. It's I mean, like a Q. <laughs> Yeah, yeah or Q. Q. There you go. Like Q. Q and Z. All right. They know, they know what's going on. Yeah. NATO, yeah. what you're hearing about NATO, you hear the word NATO every other hour. It's all yeah. fake. NATO yeah, doesn't exist anymore. It is called, the real name is the Pan European Army. Really? Yeah. I thought it was the Fourth Reich. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. It, the Pan European <laughs> Army is made up of multinationals that are part of this one army force and they're designed to conquer assets for europe because europe actually is asset poor they don't have natural gas they don't have oil all those drilling things that they were doing in the north sea those have all played out they don't have their own gold they have to rob other countries in order to feed their socialism that's the way that's what socialists always do and and uh, so anyway don't don't be afraid. Real generals are fighting in the real streets, and they will win. 
All right. Um, I see Stephanie is here. Steffi, you made it in. We were gonna do top five soups, but you weren't here, so we picked a different top five already. So we're gonna have to do top five soups some other time. But Wendy's uh, chili. Yeah, well, it's all Denison's chili is my thing. But um, that was her idea for a top five. But we're gonna have to pass on that and do something different. So I I like top five russia movies or things about russia russian shows so let's make that next week because it's too on the spot i mean i i think i thought of three or four so i'm sure yeah. if i think about it i'll have more but it is uh apparently the oscars are tomorrow night who gives a shit part of this candace i feel like you know who gives a shit i hate all these people but i'm sure you can tell us <laughs> stories about it let's go with top five actors or actresses take your pick top five actors actresses oh of all God. time given that it's an Oscar thing. And if you guys have to think about it, I can start. Unless you want to start, Candice. You know a lot of these Do people. they have to be alive? No, no, they could just okay. be your top five. Right. You know, your top I don't even need to look it up. I can pick five, yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Right. You want to start, Candice, or can I start? You want to start? Uh, well, I, you know, I can start. And then I have a while to think because one comes to mind for number five for me. And and it is a, an actor that I just fell in love with. And I love all of his work. He hasn't been doing anything lately, but it's Bill Hurt. And I think he is probably one of the best actors that ever yeah. existed. And uh, yeah, and I do have, you know, others that I'll go to for my rest of my top five. But um, I, I'm going to start with that. So. OK, well. Um, let me spit this ice out. Um, my number five is an all-time great. Uh, even though he had wimpy little shoulders, I think Richard Burton was the greatest Mark Antony that ever played the part. His love for Cleopatra, which absolutely mirrored his insane passion for Elizabeth Taylor while they were making the film. Uh, just came across as so genuine and so true. And when Mark Antony abandons his troops at the Battle of Actium because he believes his love is leaving him, it's so true. And it breaks him. And it, I mean, that performance is phenomenal. He was in Equus. He was terrific in that. Not so great in The Exorcist Part Two, which was a terrible movie, but that wasn't his fault. Um, a million terrific parts. Played a lot of parts with Liz Taylor. He's one of my favorite actors. That voice, that deep British voice, can't beat it. Uh, Richard Burton is my number five all-time actor or actress. So, Brooks, you don't look like you're ready. So I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> could be an actor, could be an actress. It's your top five acting people, period. All right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, one of my favorites when I was a kid, when we used to have uh, VHS cassettes and people used to record movies on HBO. And we people used to put like like two or three movies on every VHS tape, and I remember one of the ones that stuck out the most to me. We had a set that had Aliens and Weird Science on the same VHS, and my favorite actor ended up becoming out of that. It was in both movies, and that was Bill Paxton, who played okay. terrific roles, in both Aliens as uh, Private Hudson and as Chet. In weird science, that as a kid, weird. that really just, just great characters, yeah. So, I, I that all of a sudden that kind of launched him up there, and uh, yeah, it's it's too bad he was a good guy, went on to a great career, also became a director, and uh, unfortunately passed away uh, too soon. But uh, 
one of my favorites, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. All right. Number All right. Five. Dr. Brooks Agnew, you're on the spot. You're number uh, five I, favorite I, actor of all time. This is just your favorite actors. Uh, actor. Well, my number five is going to be Kate Blanchett because she can play so many different characters. She was in yeah. Monuments Men. She played the, the French uh, spy. Uh, she was in Lord of the Rings. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's sexy. She's She could do all kinds of accents. She could play all kinds of different roles. And uh, I just think she's a great actress. Okay, thank you. I agree with you. Uh, Candace Whitelight, you're number four. You're number four favorite actor or actress of all time. Wow. Um, I, I think I'll uh, probably do the, um, the lady that was so instrumental in terms of making the musical in the 30s uh, be um, complete. And she wasn't really an actress, but she was a dancer, and her name is uh, Ginger Rogers. Um, okay, and yeah. it used to be said that Fred Astaire was nothing until she came into the act because she could do everything he could do except in five-inch heels going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and that, to me, makes a, a very, very good companion you know to a uh, whole series of movies that were just legendary because they were all about happy topics that is a qualifier absolutely a qualifier so um and by the way i was going to say william hurt was the best duke leto ever in uh, in the various versions. oh yeah, it was, yeah, it, was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a great it was perfect for duke leto Instead of that weird German guy, Jürgen Prochnow, you couldn't, uh, in the Lynch movie, couldn't understand a word he was saying. It took me, it literally took my brother 15 years to figure out. It's like, he had this German accent. It's like, what is he saying? We finally figured it out. It's two men in each of the spotters you over there run. Um, okay, Dave Bear, I, you should be putting that there in the in the comment section. Okay, my number four is, I, I got to admit it, I haven't liked everything he's been in, but uh, there was this movie that came out called L.A. Confidential in the late 80s early 90s uh terrific cast kim basinger when she was really young and sexy and um kevin spacey who's a fucking creep and a pedo in it was in it but there was this other guy in the movie that i had never seen before and and i i couldn't take my eyes off him and when he would talk about halfway through the movie my wife at the time said who is that guy and i said i don't know but I can't take my eyes off him. His performance is phenomenal. His name was Russell Crowe. And he oh, later went on to be Gladiator. I, Candace, I don't know go. if you've ever dealt with him or know anything about him. I, I hope he's not a bad guy, but other than being a shithead. But what a phenomenal actor. Uh, so many memorable roles. Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, just love the guy in terms of his performances. Now he's gotten very fat, but he was, for his period, he was the dominant force, I think, in... Uh, in acting at that time. So that's my number four. TV's Blake Wally, your number four actor, actress, favorite actor, actress of all time. Sean Connery was terrific. Uh, you know, on, on short notice, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with somebody newer, uh, Sam Rockwell, who I do oh, like. Yeah. Kind of old He's funny. Yeah. yeah. Mr. He's, Wright. Yeah, play a lot of little parts. I know I like the Moon, Seven Psychos, and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is one of my favorite movies with the uh, the old uh, game show host from the Gong Show as a secret way, way back. CIA assassin. Yeah, what's his name? Um, 
I can't remember his uh, name. I'm drawing a blank, but it'll come to me in time. But I thought, uh, yeah, he's been on a lot of little side issues on, on TV shows and what have you, but I always think he's uh, pretty funny. So Sam Rockwell, number four. All right. Uh, TV, uh, sorry, Brooks Agnew, Dr. Brooks Agnew, you're number four. I'm going to go with another really versatile actor. He can play a villain. He can play comedic roles. And that's John Lithgow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good guy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Okay. Candace, you're number three actor or actress of all time. Well, I've really uh, kind of struggled with this because <clears throat> I like uh, a lot of the old movies. And uh, so I'm going to go with somebody that is uh, just, just, she's a standby. And, uh, you know, nobody could tell me that she didn't just nail every role she ever did played and that's betty davis um she just stands this test of time all about eve was like a brilliant treatise she carried the show whenever she was in it so i'm gonna say betty davis and and i know it's the oldies but uh you know all the newer ones are just kind of like i i can't go with some of them they're just wrong like meryl streep I hope she's not on anybody's list. She's a terrific actress, but she's just, she's a disgusting person. So I can't put her on the yeah. list. I yeah, that's, that's kind of what I get into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, this is your favorite. So it's your favorites, not who you think is, you know, necessarily yeah. the most worthy. Um, yeah. Okay. So I did have Jennifer Connelly at number three, just because she's so fucking beautiful. And I I love her in most everything I've seen her in. The first thing she was ever in was Labyrinth, which was a terrible movie. And I hated it every minute of it, in spite of the fact David Bowie was in it. But then I saw her in The Hot Spot in 1990. She was 19 years old. And just, I mean, to me, there's a certain feminine beauty. Like, there's things about womanliness that i really am attracted to and she has every single one of them i mean if i had a type it's jennifer connelly but i can't pick jennifer connelly because i forgot there's one beyond here that i'd left off that i got to put on here instead at number three it's got to be the chat it's william shatner that guy is mocked and treated poorly he is a fantastic actor he is fabulous nobody could have played captain kirk like him captain kirk would not be a thing if it wasn't for Bill Shatner, his bigger than life performances, his pausing at the mo- the strangest spots is it, it, everything about him is phenomenal. Kirk was a larger than life hero and Shatner stepped in and filled that out. I mean, there's a speech, there's an episode, I think it's called, I think it's called return to tomorrow where uh, these aliens exist just as energy, but they can occupy bodies for a little while. And they, and they, they want, they're trying to talk the Federation into joining up with them. And Shatner gives this speech about what Starfleet is all about and what the Enterprise is all about and risk. And I mean, go look that speech up and watch Shatner. And you gotta remember, these shows were shot in six days with no rehearsal, basically no rehearsal. He gives a speech that's heroic. It captures everything about the original series, Star Trek, the way it was supposed to be, the way Star Trek was when it was conservative. It's an amazing speech. It's an amazing performance. You watch that scene and tell me Bill Shatner can't act. He is a phenomenal actor. He's a cultural icon. He's my number three. And who are the two on top of him going to be if he's number three? All right, TV's Blake Wally. Who is your number three favorite actor or actress of all time? 
Yeah, Shatner's a legend, still going strong. He's even shit posting on Twitter still. It's mm-hmm. great to see it. He's in his nineties. Just went into 91. space. Also, thank Just you. Just turned ninety-one the other day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. He's awesome. Oh, it's Chuck Barris. That was the, uh, the old game show host for Sam Rockwell. But it's number three, show. I think I'm going to go with. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff. People got to go check that one out. Uh, Woody Harrelson, I'm going to go with as uh, number three from uh, <laughs> goofing off as, as the bartender on Cheers to having a serious acting career now going for decades strong in so many different things. I don't know where to start or end, so I'll just say that's it. Woody Harrelson, my number three. All right. Uh, Brooks Brooks Agnew, what is your – No, shut up, Bill. I'm going to play you at the end. What is your number three favorite actor of all time? I've been arm wrestling with this one because number three, it it could be either or. But I I think I'm going to go with Matt Damon because – of the wide variety of roles that he's played from comedy to drama to action hero. He's a jerk in real life, but he is a tremendous actor. All right. Matt, Matt Damon. Um, as the, as the South Park guys refer to him. Yes, Matt Damon. Candace, your number two favorite actor, actress of all time. A lot of great choices. Kara Knightley, Nicholas Cage, Carol Burnett, yeah. uh, Denzel, Harrison Ford. Oh, Nicholas Cage a has a new movie coming out next Jack month. Nicholas. It looks fantastic. Who does? Who's Nicholas Cage? Himself? Oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage has got a new movie coming out April 22nd. It looks, the, People check out the trailer. It looks fantastic. He's yeah. playing himself yeah. as a larger-than-life uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Which he kind of is. Last of the Mohicans, fantastic. Candace, what's your number two favorite actor? Uh, you know, it's funny because I was just going to say that uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I oh. I think uh, his his uh, you know presence uh, always was different than he was in person, and uh, to a degree, his naturalness. You know, he he could really do those. Uh, you know, Last of the Mohicans and the you know, the really great, uh, you know, shows that were, you know, shot in the open that were, you know, a part of our history. Um, because that, that to me is an important side of acting where you have to be somebody other than who you are. And so I'm going to go with that. He actually got three Oscars and, uh, you know, that is uh, kind of a, a tribute to him. I mean, there's other that have more, but he was always recognized for how good he was. So yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis for number two. Yeah, and for me, he'll always be Hawkeye. That's that's the part that I Hawkeye, remember. yeah, that's it. I'll never forget. Okay, um, my number two, uh, just today, if you haven't ever seen it, I was watching a movie, and I was watching this movie, classic film, and Alec Guinness was in it. And I'm watching it. And, oh, and, yeah. Um, Anthony, um, not Anthony Perkins, but uh, Zorba the Greek. Anthony, what's his name? Candace. Quinn. Anthony Quinn. 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 Anthony yeah. Quinn and a bunch of other people. And I'm watching this and I'm saying, wow, I can see where Frank Herbert stole a whole bunch of stuff for Dune from Lawrence of Arabia. But the star of Lawrence of Arabia is an English actor named Peter O'Toole, who is the most fantastically talented, big, bold, fill up the screen kind of personality, uh, rogue male, uh, the stunt man. He won an Oscar for the stunt man. He should have won Oscars years before that. 
um, for Lawrence of Arabia, among others. Did he win it? He didn't win it for Lawrence of Arabia, did he, Candace? I don't think he won it. But Peter O'Toole, if you don't know who he is, look him up on IMDb. Start watching his movies. You, you will be so impressed by the phenomenal talent that he was. Fantastic talent. Never heard anything bad about him. Uh, My Favorite Year is another film that he was in, which is a hilarious period comedy about a 1950s movie star whose career is lagging, who has to go on live television. And he is he is so hilarious in that part. It's a hilarious movie. Mel Brooks uh, wrote it, I think, and I think directed it. Fantastic movie. My Favorite Year. Go watch any of those movies. They are classics. They are fantastic. I got to go with Peter O'Toole as my number two. I know it's a lot of old 60s and 70s actors, but my God, they're talented. Uh, TV's Blake Wally, your number two favorite actor of all time. Also in Troy. He was in Troy. Uh, somebody's been mentioned. Oh, is it? Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Which one was that? Uh, I think it was Brian Cox, the Agamemnon. There's a lot Cox. of good uh, actors. Agamemnon, yeah. Eric Bana, Eric Bana. So. Harrison Ford, Steve McQueen. That's what, that was yeah, yeah, Steve. So you're going to be my number two. It's been mentioned many times, and you just said it, Harrison Ford. That's a huge deal to me. Indiana Jones and Han Solo, especially as I was a kid. Um, yeah, just a, a terrific actor in, in so many ways and so uh, and, and so memorable. So I will go with Harrison Ford as my number two. I can't blame you for that. You know, I just watched um... – Star Wars again the other day and yesterday Empire Strikes Back was on and you know he wasn't that good Harrison Ford wasn't that good but he got so good so quickly I think it was really Raiders of the Lost Ark where he really just suddenly found himself as an actor and he just after that it was just terrific performances after that really 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 has been good terrific career um terrific career Another guy who you just watch all of his movies is more famous parts, and they're just fantastic. Okay, uh, Brooks, you're number two all time. Well, as you could tell by now, I, I think there's a profound difference between an actor and a movie star. Yeah. Movie stars <laughs> uh, play themselves like Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in every single movie. Yeah. Bruce Willis always yeah. plays Bruce Willis. They are movie mm-hmm. stars. I think acting is... Uh, a tremendous industry to be able to play another role in such a way that it moves the audience in the way that the art is supposed to move them. That is the talent of an actor. So I choose as my number four, Robert Downey Jr. He is an absolutely phenomenal convertible actor from anything. He can play anything. And he is really, really talented. Yeah. Number two, you're number two. All right. Um, Definitely good stuff. Uh, and you know, it's funny. It's funny, Brooks, because I, I, uh, back in 2010, I was writing some, uh, novels and screenplays and stuff. And some of my friends, I was living in LA said, you know, go take an acting class. I got this great acting class. I said, well, why would I do that? And he goes, so you can learn what actors go through and, and learn how yeah. to write them better. So I did. And I'm like, okay, I got my own script here. I, in my head, I know every word. I know the exact inflection that I intended. I know exactly how to play this part. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it from here to here in anything, in any genuine way. And I realized, fuck, it takes a lot of talent. And there's other people that just picks up up and start reading it. And they're reading it. And it's the most natural 
thing in my class, the most natural delivery ever. And I'm like, I'm terrible compared to these people. And everybody thinks they can act. Yeah, try it. You yeah. can't. You can't. It is an incredible. I, I have directed plays before and I've shot short films. And I can tell you a good actor. <laughs> so appreciated. Yeah. So appreciated. And, there are, and let me you say, there are, so, there are so many talented actors and actresses in LA and Hollywood who never get a part. And they're so talented. It's, yeah. I was in class with some of them. They were phenomenal. Candace, your number one favorite actor, actress of all time. Well, it's what Brooks just said is a perfect lead in to where I'm going, because I think that a good actor should be able to play Hannibal Lecter, Zorro, Nixon, Beowulf, Odin, Hitchcock, Lear. Prince Richard. Prince Richard. And you know who I'm talking about. The great... Never to be duplicated, Anthony Hopkins. Absolutely. He is, he is probably um, all-time best act. He has been absolutely screwed by the uh, Academy, too. There were several years that he should have won it running away, and yet they should canned him. Why? Because he was a good man, and he wouldn't take any part that he couldn't play. And there's a, a lot of bios on him, but I recommend that as a, a regular diet if you're watching films is to go through the stuff he did. I, I have some of my favorites and um, The even Dresser. In Westworld, even in Westworld. He, he was, was in Westworld, yes. Dr. Robert Ford, yeah. And, um, you know, this was, a, this was a career that went from, he started in film back in 19... What is it here? The least, the furthest one, 1960. He is going on. I mean, think about it. He's yeah. he's 52 years. He has two products that are coming out that are in pre post production right now. And uh, one of them is Armageddon time. So I'm looking forward to his work, The Sun, which is a very incredible script that took years to put together. So. Um, you know, yeah, I know more about him than I know about any other actor because I think Titus. I've seen most of the things that he's another done. Film. That's another really good film he was in, Titus, called Titus. He, he was really excellent in that. And yep. you want to watch you want to watch a great movie, Candace, with great acting that includes both Peter O'Toole and Anthony Hopkins yes. and the screen debut of Timothy Dalton, James Bond. The Lion and Winter from like 1968. Catherine Hepburn is also in it. Fantastic yep. acting. Um, great movie. Great movie where he played Richard the Lionhearted. So could yep. have been better. Um, Al Pacino, Brando, um, Jodie Foster, I don't know. Uh, Telly Savalas over there. Really? Steph coming with Telly Savalas? Wow. Jane Alexander. He was a, like a one-trick pony. <laughs> I mean, no, he no. was always, yeah. always Telly. You know, that, that I really you know admire brooks for oh, having yeah. brought that and, up and because forgot. yeah go ahead sorry candace i, I we for, i forgot shadowlands uh shadowlands oh i mean one of my favorite cry your fucking eyes out for a yeah. week watch shadowlands with anthony hopkins he'll make you cry yeah uh, it's love that never was realized you know i mean he's done uh, so many parts where it, it's a constrained character, and it's in the absolute small details, the little things that he captured, the look, the move, yeah. you know, that were just subtle stuff that just, I mean, uh, you just can't do any better than somebody who is that kind of 
grasp on his own person. You know, he's he's so and if you see him speak at, uh, you know, lectures or, or junket tours or anything else, he is a gentleman from the get go. He yeah. actually is a good, good man. And it is just rare beyond rare. So, yeah. And, you know, again, not to keep telling stories, but I'm going to keep telling stories, by the way. Uh, nobody's mentioned Clint Eastwood. Love him movie star and that's another thing from that that movie my favorite year where he, the kid tells him the kid who's playing the mel brooks character tells him and it was based on mel brooks experience with uh errol flynn on live television and he tells him well it's, this is live tv and he goes you mean there's no rehearsal he says no he goes, you mean it just goes right out there to all those people and he says you know he says i, I had you know I, I did a play once i had one line i forgot it because i'm not an actor damn it i'm a movie star yes, so, that's right that's right that's a great movie. Um, Lion and Winter is a great movie, but um, you know, it's just, it, it's like, I, there's this Star Trek episode. I'm going to mention Leonard Nimoy, who I think was a fantastic actor, even though he was oh, yeah. not a lot of range, but you know, he played Spock on Star Trek. There's a Star Trek episode um, where they go, they come to some planet and there's this portal. What they do is if the sun's going to go Nova. So what the whole civilization does is they pick a time in the past and this machine sends them into the past. Well, Spock gets sent back 5,000 years before and meets this woman and falls in love and has anger issues with McCoy and starts slapping him around and stuff. And there's this scene where McCoy says, you know, think about it, Spock. What's going on on Vulcan right now on your planet? There's no logic there. You know, you're not in control of your emotions. They're savage, right? So I'm like, okay, fine. That's really cool. But then I watched that episode for must have been the 50th time. Literally, I've seen every Star Trek original series episode. And I noticed that Nimoy, the, from the first second that they step on the set or that they arrive on this planet, you sense the slightest, Candace, the subtlest little hint of tension and emotion in his voice that was never there with Spock before. And I realized, oh my God, from the second, he, he was so good that from the second that he uh, the, they shot that first scene of him on the planet, he was emoting. He was like starting to show the subtlest of emotion. And it took me, like I said, 50 viewings or 25 viewings to figure that out. That, Candace, is thought and depth and talent. And that's what Hopkins has. And it's just phenomenal stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. My number one has been mentioned by one person over here. I'm, I, I always get, I always get nailed at the very end, but I, uh, I, I saw something on YouTube about a certain movie that was made in the seventies and it's called night moves. And I went back and I watched it. Peter Jurisic Londo from Babylon five was terrific. And I, I started, I started watching this movie. And it was great. And and it starred um, uh, who she was married to Don Johnson. Melanie Griffith was in it and some other actors at the time that were really talented. But the main star was Gene Hackman. And somebody mentioned earlier Alan Alda. I don't like Alan Alda. You know why I don't like him? Because every time I look at the screen, I say to myself, oh, look, there's Alan Alda. When I watch Gene Hackman, I never say to myself, oh, look, there's Gene Hackman. Whoever he is, whether he's Lex Luthor, whether he's this guy in Night Moves, whether he's the guy in French Connection, 
whoever he is in any movie, he is the guy, the villain in um, The Quick and the Dead, which I happen to think is a super underrated Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman movie. I'm totally immersed and totally buying that he is the person he's portraying. I never, I don't even notice that he's Gene Hackman. Right. And there are, that to me is the ultimate in talent. You know, I, I do notice, oh, that's Peter O'Toole because he's doing Peter O'Toole things. Gene Hackman just becomes whoever he's playing. And I think that makes him in my mind, number one, if you don't know who he is, he's been retired for a few years, but he made great movies go through his catalog of great movies and nominations. What a fantastic actor. He's my number one, just so talented actor of all time. Okay, TV's Blake Wally, your number one favorite actor yep. of all time. Yeah, Londo's speech where he kills Lord Reefer is great. I agree. Go ahead. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State, yep. Yep, okay. Enemy of the State is great. Lex Luthor is so many things. He's been in Lex a lot Luthor, of he was hilarious. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, number one, I am going to go with Brad Pitt. He's in so many of my favorite movies from 12 Monkeys or Fight Club or Troy, which we just mentioned, uh, Ocean's Eleven. He was on this afternoon as the stuntman Cliff from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Of course, uh, Aldo the Apache and Inglorious Bastards. There's a, a lot of stuff. I like. He's got quite the uh, the collection there. So I'm going to have to go. Right. Brad, Brad Pitt. One. <laughs> Brooks, your number one actor of all time. Uh, it was easy for me. In fact, I started with my number one and I went, gosh, how can I do better than that? There's just no way. By far the best actor I've ever seen. He put everything he had into his roles. He didn't start out as an actor. He started out as a stand-up comic. But that's got to be Robin Williams. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Interesting. Talented, very talented. He did one of great acting career as a comedian. Absolutely. He was terrific in so many different things, especially what was that one? Um, oh, Bicentennial Man, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, he, it didn't matter. He could do it and do it convincingly. Awakening. He could make you cry, laugh, rage. He was just good. Yep. Joe Pesci, but he was always a gangster. Lots of people over here. All right, guys. Uh, that is going to wrap it up, except for one thing. Uh, I am not going to be on the show on Monday. There's not going to be a show Monday. I'm going to get a tooth pulled. Uh, wish me luck on that one. And you know what? After I said that speech about Shatner's speech, I got to show you Shatner's speech. Keep in mind, <laughs> Captain Kirk is the biggest big tent hero ever on television. That's what he is. He's big time. He's awesome. And keep in mind that he probably did this in one take with like one rehearsal. This is Bill Shatner from Return to Tomorrow. It is, uh, I'm just going to leave you with this. And don't at me if you don't think Shatner is a great actor, because I absolutely <laughs> think he is a great, great actor. Do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon, or that we hadn't gone onto Mars and then to the nearest star? That's like saying you wish that you still operated with scalpels and sewed your patients up with catgut like your great, 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 great grandfather used to. I'm in command. I could order this. But I'm not. Because Dr. McCoy is right in pointing out the enormous danger 
worship attention. In any contact with life and intelligence, as fantastically advanced as this, but I must point out that the possibility, the potential, the knowledge and advancement is equally great. Risk. Risk is our business. That's what the starship is all about. That's why we're aboard her. You may descend without Do I hear a negative vote? Okay, sorry, Star Trek had its own weird language, but I cannot imagine writing that speech as the writer and imagining it coming out any more perfect than that. Bill belongs in the top five, at least my top five. Love you guys. Thanks for the good luck on the tooth. Everybody have a great show, a great weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday. Brooks is on tomorrow with X Squared Radio. Make sure you tune in for that for the latest on everything. Candace over at Frequency of the Earth and Ruby Ray Media on Telegram and Ruby Ray Media on Rumble. Go subscribe. I just did. And TV's Blake Wally is on um, Next Level News. You got your own show going, right? Oh, don't forget paypal.me slash Mike Barra if you want to contribute and Venmo at Mike-Barra and paypal.me slash Blake Wally for TV's Blake Wally and all the other stuff. Pick up your Ivan and your Roxy from Dr. Brooks. Love you guys. Peace out. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Tuesday. I'll be back. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye now.